Shalom. Today's Daf Yomi is Nazir Daf Yud Tes, Nazir 19, and we're going to start on the bottom of 19b at the Mishnah. If a person accepted upon himself Nazirus when he was outside the land of Israel and he observed there all the days of his Nazirus, then biblically speaking, we're going to say he has fulfilled his Nazirus, but rather he has to come to the land of Israel in order to bring the three sacrifices that he brings at the conclusion of his Nazirus. But since Rachamim made a decree, however, that there is Tumah, that there's ritual impurity on outside the land of Israel, as it says in Mar and Shabbos 15a, one of the reasons, one of the reasons is because we don't believe that the Gentiles are careful about marking the graves. So therefore, the rabbis made a kenas, they made a penalty that if somebody uh, makes a Nazirus to be a vow, to be a Nazirite outside the land of Israel, that even though he's already observed all the days of his Nazirus outside the land of Israel, when he comes to Israel, he has to go back and re-observe the laws of the Nazirus. And about this, the Rishonim have a dispute whether or not we force the person who made the vow to be a Nazarite to actually go up to the land of Israel to observe his laws of Nazirus there. Or maybe we don't force him to, maybe rather he's able to, to observe his laws outside the land of Israel. It's just that when he comes to Israel, we make him come back and bring the sacrifices and then again reobserve the laws of Nazirus a second time. So this is a dispute amongst the Rishonim, between the Rambam and the Ravid. And so this said was this law was only said with respect to somebody who actually becomes a Nazir outside the land of Israel. So that technically speaking, it counts, but the sages made a penalty upon him. But somebody who made a Nazarite vow in the land of Israel and then went outside the land of Israel, then the Mishnah is going to tell us on 54a that really the the main law is that those days that he counted outside the land of Israel do count for his Nazirus and 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 nevertheless and like all of the Tumos that the Nazir does not does not take a haircut from them. That even though they don't destroy the earlier days, nevertheless the uh, those days don't count towards his Nazir. So that's going to be a separate law. So now we go to our Mishnah on the bottom of nineteen B and our Mishnah is going to discuss how much time you need to observe the laws of Nazirus under these circumstances in the land of Israel. So says our Mishnah, if the person took upon himself to be a Nazirite for more than 30 days outside the land of Israel, so the Rosh has a girsa of Merubah, Vihishlim, so some and he asked Niziruso. He completed his days of Nazirus outside the land of Israel. And then he came to the land of Israel in order to bring his sacrifices. So the the and then under those circumstances, Beishamai Omrim Nazir Shloshim Yom. Beishamai says that the rabbis penalized him and he has to observe another thirty days because since the laws of Tumah of the outside the land of Israel is only rabbinic, therefore Beishamai was not so strict upon him that he has to destroy everything that he counted, but rather he only has to add another thirty days. That's the position of Beishamai. Beishil Omrim Beishil says 
that Nazir Betchila, meaning to say that he has to re-observe the laws of the Mezirus and match the days that he accepted upon himself from the outset. So whatever, he, let's say, for example, he accepted upon himself at the outset a Mezirus of 100 days. So that's what he's going to have to observe now. Now, going back to the position of Beishamai, Beishamai says he's 30 days, and then, and then after the fact, only after those 30 days would he bring the sacrifices. And even though, biblically speaking, he'd have to bring the sacrifices really immediately when he finishes Nazirus, nevertheless, he's not going to be in violation of the prohibition of Baal Ta'achar, which we learned about in the Dharam, the prohibition of delaying bringing your vows, by counting another 30 days. Because the Chachamim do have the ability to uproot a law from the Torah if it's within the concept of shave valtase, meaning sit and don't do it. So the rabbis tell him to wait 30 days before observing it. And then the Gemara tell, then the Mishnah continues and tells us the following. The Mishnah tells us, according to Beis Hillel, he has to recount the whole thing. And the reason is that because the Chachamim considered that it's as though if he makes a vow outside the land of Israel, as though you made a vow in a cemetery, and so therefore we're not going to be counting those days at all. And so therefore he has to re- recount everything from the beginning and only then to bring his sacrifices. And the Mishnah tells us, Maisa Behilni Amalka. There's a story about our old friend, Queen Helena, who was from the Chashmonayim, Queen Alina, from the Hasmoneans, that when she was outside of the land of Israel, Shahalach bin Alamachama, and her son went out to battle, the Amran, she said, She says, If my son comes home from the war in peace, I'll be in Nazareth for seven years. And her son came home from war, and she was a Nazarite for seven years. So after seven years, she went up to the land of Israel. Hill says she has to observe another seven years. And then at the end of the next seven years, she became Tumayan and messed up her whole count. She was a Nazarite for 21 years. And so we see from here, it's just an astonishing Nazirus. It says, Rabbi Yehuda, loisa Nazira ela arbas reishana. No, she was only 14 years in a Nazareth. And the Gemara is going to explain the story of the position of Rabbi Yehuda.